Hello, and welcome to the first, and maybe only, if we, if by the end of this episode we're like, nah, no, no one gets to hear this, then, then I'm not talking to anyone, but if we're like, nah, you get to hear only the pilot, then this is the only one, but if we're like, yeah, we're gonna make this, we're gonna go, then welcome to episode one of It's Always Sunny in Ravnica, uh, a, a Friday Nights Rewatch Podcast? Um, I mean, this is the first, most me... specific rewatch uh-huh. you could think of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, it, this is... Let me introduce myself. Hey, I'm Favi Garza. I use she, her pronouns. I do podcasts. I write for games. I do QA. Uh, and I would like to introduce my lovely and wonderful girlfriend, Cassidy Winters. Uh, just, just si- singular, Winter. I always say that. I always say that. <laughs> Cassidy Winter. Cassidy Orb of Winter. Ayo! That's a magic card. What does Orb of Winter... Let's introduce me, then you can tell me what Orb of Winter uh-huh. does. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Cassidy. Also she, her. I... Don't know anything about magic. Well, that's not entirely yeah. true. I, I know you got to untap everything at the start of each turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know you tap um, stuff to activate them. I know lands mm-hmm. are your, mm-hmm. like, summoning energy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's enchantments. I know there's um, mm-hmm. spells. No, yeah, enchantments are spells. Um, I know there are... Everything's a spell. Everything's, everything's a, spell. a spell. Oh, yeah, because your everything's deck is your, your spell Library. Book. Yeah. Well, library, but yes. And thus, when you go to uh-huh. mill, you bimbify uh-huh. your opponent. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Excellent. Uh... Um, so, yeah. Okay, we have a, a, a couple things to hit. First, Orb of Winter. I'm pacing it in chat. Orber Winter is an artifact that I know because it has a bear in it. Nice. Uh, it costs two mana. Uh, as long as a Winter Orb, I I changed its name, but it's the same thing. It's untap. Players can't untap more than one land during their untap step. Damn, that, that uh, sounds like I, it really slow mm-hmm. down play. Yeah, there is some cards that really make it so that no one gets to play. Or preferably, none of your opponents get to play. Uh, that's, at least personally, that's not very fun magic. I just know that card because it has a bear in it. Uh, right. Anyways, w- what we're doing here is that this is a rewatch of the web series Friday Nights by Loading Ready Run about Magic the Gathering. Loading Ready Run... Uh, are you familiar? You kind of just said what you're familiar with magic, right? Is there anything else in magic that you're familiar with? I'm aware that they are also owned by Wizards of the Coast, and thus D&D has mm-hmm. some modules based on them. Mm-hmm. And magic has some sets based on D&D. Cool. That's uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there's a, bu- uh, there's a bunch of different planes in the lore, and they can mm-hmm, plane mm-hmm. shift between them, and people who journey through the, the planes are called plane shifters. Planeswalkers. Planeswalkers, yeah. You planeswalk. 
yes, you planes walk to another plane. They are kind of like the protagonist of magic. For better or for worse, people have different, uh, very strong opinions on planeswalkers oh, uh, uh, as a concept yeah. and as cards. One last thing. Uh, just one last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there you go. I, I know there's a planeswalker called Pira or the Fire Lady. Um, who... Chandra? Chandra, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pia there... is her mom. <laughs> There, there was a book released a couple of years ago where uh-huh. it, it was said that she would never been interested in women, and that got a lot of people, justifiably, very upset. Decidedly male. Mm, decidedly male. Anyway, she was finally... She has a girlfriend now. Oh, yeah. A couple of sets ago, last year. Is it the girlfriend we girlfriend that she would get? Nope. No, I, nope. of course not. It's a different girlfriend. Uh, it's a girlfriend who's not a planeswalker, so th- she can just go visit her in the realm of Innistrad. Oh, uh, uh, is that the one uh-huh. based on the, like, Curse of Strahd? No, that one's based on Universal Monsters. I mean, that's very cool. That's like the horror plane. That would be very cool, actually. I, I would... Yeah. That's... So... We've been talking about planes a lot. Um, yeah. Would you like we, to tell me yeah. about some planes? Well, before before we get there, uh, before we talk about planes, uh, and I feel like we will get we'll get the the plane talk as as the show goes. Okay. Um. So Friday nights is a web series by the Canadian comedy troupe Loading Ready Run. That they started on their own because they do they do sketches, so they started this uh, series on their own, and then Magic the Gathering actually was like, we really like this. Uh, Magic the Gathering was like, we really like this. Can we put it in our channel and we'll pay you? And it's a whole thing. And they Good did these, uh, yeah, and they did these for like a decade or more. Uh, not super frequent, they're not very long, but they did these for like a decade. The last one was like a little bit pre-pandemic. There's been one that's somewhat unofficial, and there's been like tiny, tiny shorts that are somewhat unofficial. We'll get to those at the end of the podcast, not at the end of this episode. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of in hiatus right now. Uh, at least, like, officially hiatus type thing. It might come back, uh, but it's a show that, for me, means a lot to me. I don't know why. It, I kind of got back to it when I got back to Magic. I played Magic in 2007 and kind of stopped until, like, last year or the year before. Uh, Marie, my wife, she she played Magic with me and got me back in. And then she showed me Lodi and Ready Run. And got me back in there because they do magic, uh, magic like videos, not just comedy and sketches. Sorry, I'm hiccups. Magic like uh, content. They like play magic and nice. it's entertaining. Uh, but uh, uh, she showed me Friday nights and I have watched all of it no less than five times. That's... And I wanted another reason to watch. Damn. Mm-hmm. Nice. I really like this show, and it, I I hope that by sharing it with you, I can like 
get a better understanding of why I love it so much. Because, uh, like, you know me, you know what I like? There's not, like, a named trans female character in this. Mm. Not even, like, a main character. There's not a named trans female character. There is a, there is a, a cameo. There's an extra in one episode with one line. So for you to, and that's it. For you to specifically mm-hmm. rewatch it five times and seek it out, it yeah. must be pretty fucking good. I really enjoy it. So, and I want to be better at being able to explain why I enjoy it. So that's why this podcast is here. And also, I want to, I love sharing my life with you. Uh, you shared leverage with me for, for better. For better. For, I was for better, for worse. No, for better. The fact that you shared it has made us, our lives, or at least my life, way better. Because I, I got to, like, know you and fall in love with oh, you man. and everything. Yeah. So now hey, I'm sharing hey. something. Yeah. Hey, remember that Hardison when that episode when Hardison pretended to be a trans man? I sure do. I remember it every day. <laughs> the coward John Rogers. Anyways, um, th- no, this is not a leverage podcast. Not right now. Uh, so are you familiar with Loading Ready Run at all, babe? No. Cool. Great. I think I explained to you everything to explain to them. The and you might ask questions. Uh, the only thing is they play fictionalized versions of themselves. Nice. Yeah. Uh, in these sketches, uh, I the closest thing I can think about it is something like Saturday Night Live, where people would play. Oh shit! Like, They've got a skit where they're wizards. Yeah, they have a lot of skits where they're wizards. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, they have a lot, a lot of good stuff. Some of it's not for me, but they've been doing it for, like, 30 years? 20 years? A lot, a lot of time. Nice. They're, uh, they're like, a less... <laughs> I guess you'd call them a less, like, monetized Rooster Teeth? Yeah, they, a lot of people compare them to Rooster Teeth, because where Rooster Teeth went and, like, we're gonna be a production company and we're, we're gonna make money this way and that... Lonely Ready Wrong has kind of kept it small, always, and, like, they do a big charity event every year Extremely called cool. uh, Desert Bus, where they they play the bad game Desert Bus for charity for, like, a very long time. A week, I think? A week. Oh, yeah. The Anyways. Desert Bus, the one way yeah. you're just ride, driving a bus for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's a big event, and they've been doing it since they were like a tiny time. Since they were they were doing it since before they could put their videos on YouTube. Damn. Because of broad one issues, uh, they've been doing it for a while, uh, and uh, it, it it's really cool. And they're very queer friendly. Nice. Uh, a lot of the cast is queer. A lot of the cast uh, in Loading Ready Run, even the ones we don't get to see, because not everyone in Loading Ready Run is in uh, Friday Night. Some people are just not interested in magic. Uh, Some people are not interested in acting stuff. So they have a very diverse, mostly white, Mm. very diverse in gender. Uh, uh, We have, for the longest time, uh, Kat's going to be the only female main character. We'll get another one. Kathleen, yeah. Uh, Kathleen's going to be the only female character. Yeah, yeah. And she loves uh, her cats. Uh, she loves cats. She, it's good. Cat Mander, um, the cat, the cats show up several times. Uh, anyways, 
show good. I like the show. I want to share the show with wife. Aww. I think Loading Ready Run are... There's never been, as far as I know, and Marie would have told me, and I've checked, like a huge controversy with them. That's good. Uh, they, they always seem to promote and try to uh, support not only themselves, but diverse peoples. So not like Rooster uh, Teeth. No, not like Rooster Teeth at all. Uh, I have never watched any of the recent content. Like, and reason I say a decade or so, uh, and felt insulted. That's They're good. old, old, old stuff. Early 2000s stuff. Oh, yeah. Not all of it is good. Doesn't hold up. Mm. But also, you can't really find most of it. Yeah. They were literal teens. And now they're very like, hey, that wasn't cool. You would never see us do that yeah. now. I mean, we were both teens in the late 2000s. Yeah. You probably yeah. also the mid and early 2000s. I, mm -hmm. I can't blame them for not standing by that yeah. stuff anymore. Yeah. And it most of it's not terrible. It's just like, like there, no one's saying slurs. But but it's also like really you're making that joke. Mm. Uh, but also like people have matured and gotten better. I I'm okay being proved wrong. I don't have these people on the pedestal. If someone was like, no, Fabby, they actually they're huge races and this and this. I'd be like, yeah, no, Fabby. I see what you have told me, Fabby, the yeah? the guy who plays Paul. He's a fracking magnate. <laughs> oh no, Paul. Oh. Uh, I should. I should get him in touch with my cement guy. Uh, anyway, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's a, the stone guy. That's a joke for later. Uh, so, the format of this podcast that we have been spending... Two days. 15 minutes. That's not bad. That's not bad. 15 minutes yeah. talking. I, we used to do half an hour. Well, we um, used to do 20 minutes. We used to do 20 minutes. You're right. I feel like it turned into half an hour at one point. It probably did. Uh, yeah. The the point the way we're gonna do this podcast is that every week, me and Cassidy are gonna rewatch or rewatch in my case, uh, watch in her case for the first time, uh, the first well four episodes of Friday Nights. Today, uh, I have them right here. Oh God! What if we watch different episodes? That would be embarrassing. That would I I've done that before by accident. Uh. Today, we watched Untapped, Constructed, In Command, and Friday. Fabby, you're not going to believe this. Mm-hmm. We watched the same episodes. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. These are kind of what you could consider season one uh, of them. Uh, and it's, it's, yeah, these four are season one. They did a four-episode, like, miniseries of these four. And then episode five, uh, which we'll watch next week, is called The Return. And that's, like, about, kind of, like, about a year later. Hmm. When they were like, oh, uh, Magic the Gathering wants us to do these. They're paying us. Let's just do these for them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the first four are, like, their little, like, pilot. Oh. Uh, there's, like, a special mini-series that has kind of, like, a beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, or 
at least I I believe Celeste should remember it doing. You can tell me otherwise. Um, about goes like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, should we get started? Anything else you want to say before we get started on episode one on tap? Uh, also, people who don't know me much should also know I'm yeah. a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will be supplying the nerdy content. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, give me a second, I put subtitles on, and they're in Polish! Yeah, they only have Polish subtitles. Wild! The, the, okay, English auto-generated, I'll take those. Yeah, so, uh, Phyrexian Dug- uh-huh. Juggernauts. Okay, we're starting. So, it starts in the moon base. The moon base is the name of their office. Nice. Uh, there's been several moon bases. This, for me, is the most iconic because of the shot. Uh, they're not in here for the whole series completely. I think they're in here for the whole miniseries. Hmm. Basically, it's offices where they would do sketches, and they would need to get different ones because rent and tenants and so on. So we don't get into that too much here in Friday nights. You just like, oh, they're in different moon bases now. They're different offices. Uh, so, Friday nights, on tap, we start in the moon base, uh, and we have, uh, our four characters introduced right off the bat, Graham, on our left here, uh, Graham is one of my favorite characters, uh, I'm gonna say characters and not, uh, not, uh, performers, because I wanna judge them as the characters in the show, which is, they're playing like a fake exaggerated version of themselves, uh, for me, Graham is sweet. He is oblivious. He is... He wants the best and sometimes doesn't notice when his friends take advantage of him. But also, sometimes hurts people. His obliviousness can come to the fact of, like, people are, like, do not want to deal with him and he's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Graham a lot. Hmm. Uh, then we have, uh, Paul the newbie. Alex. Oh, okay. Alex. Oh, Paul. Yeah, we have Paul the newbie. Paul's, uh, Paul's character in this first four episodes is very much like, I don't know magic. All my friends like magic. I want to spend time with my friends and get their jokes. Teach me magic. Uh, and as the series goes on, he gets his own stuff and then he becomes less of like your everyman and more of his own brand of asshole oh uh, the reason this show is called every uh everyone uh no. it's always sunny always sunny and revnica is because my pitch for for the show is what if the people in always sunny got really into magic the gathering they're the worst people you know uh and they're terrible and i love them <laughs> uh then we have Alex. Uh, Alex is a weirdo who likes playing aggressive decks. Mm. Uh, and then we have... Oh my god, what's his name? James? No. Uh, glasses, short... Fabby, they've all got no? glasses and short hair. Sorry? Alex? No, not... Oh, Matt! Matt! I always forget Matt Wiggins. Everyone forgets Matt. 
I always forget Matt. It's not fair. I really like Matt, both as a performer and like his character. I just forget his name. Uh, Matt Wiggins, uh, who is like a little bit of an asshole, a little bit of like an idea guy. The angel um, enthusiast. Yeah, he wants to play something cool and kill you with it. Nice. That's kind of his energy as a player. Uh, so yeah, they're they're playing magic, and Phyrexian Juggernaut. That was the first thing you told me. Phyrexian Juggernaut. You want me to ex- what? What? Explain to you, Fabi. Mm-hmm. Please explain the porcelain zombies uh-huh. to me. Porcelain zombies. So. Uh, Phyrexian, Phyrexians, uh, are a race, they're like, they're the, I would say, the enemy faction in Magic the Gathering. The Phyrexians are the bad guys. They are kinda, com- not computer, uh, artifact, uh, base sentient, they're very cruel, they torture a lot of people, they kill a lot of people, uh, they con- complete a lot of people. They turn them into Phyrexians. They have taken over planets, uh, over planes themselves, and turned them into new Phyrexian planes. Uh, they are bad. They are very powerful. Marie's here. Uh, they're like the Borg. If the Borg were malicious and also nanomachines. Oh, yeah. nanomachines, yeah. son. You know what or not and turn you into a sleeper agent. They're nanomachines, son. Nice. Yeah, the oil, the glistening oil. The Ooh. glistening oil is how the nanomachines are referred to. Uh, in, in this case, Phyrexian Juggernaut is a card that does poison counters. Hmm. In Magic the Gathering, you normally have 20 life. If your life is depleted, you lose. Poison counters, if you get 10, you lose. No matter what your life is. Mm. You cannot take away poison counters. If you get 10 poison counters, you're dead. This creature deals damage to creatures in the form of negative 1, negative 1 counters and to players in the form of poison counters. Uh, Phyrexian mm-hmm. Juggernaut attacks each turn if able. Yes. That's the joke. He's gonna attack. And Matt and uh, Matt and Alex are a little bit of assholes, and they're like, "Come on, he needs to attack every every turn. He comes from a broken home. <laughs> what? Don't be don't be mean to the Phyrexian Juggernaut." And Graham, being like a sweet guy, and uh, a, a, you know, he he wants to do the, his best. He believes when someone tells Graham this card has feelings, he believes them. Is this sort uh, of so like Graham's... making up scenarios mm-hmm. surrounding your cards that you play common in Magic? Uh, no. No? No. It, this is more of them just being like weirdos. In, in, in a cool sense of way, but like, no, this is not a normal thing. Like, you could maybe joke of like, ah, yeah, here's my angel and it's going to attack you. But like, no. In Magic, there's not much like role-playing. In Magic, Commander is the closest you get to it, and even then, it's not that really roleplay. I would love for Magic to be more roleplay. Um, so yeah, they're like, "Hey, this is gonna attack you. It has to attack each turn." I say, "If able," 
Uh, he's doing his best, and Graham's like, you know what? Yeah, I could block, but instead of blocking, I'll let it through. And then he dies immediately. Oh, no. And he's like, I don't blame you, Juggernaut. And then the other two is like, oh, okay, you fucking idiot. It's like he's like, I will feel so bad bad for him. I'll let it true. That's eleven poison counters. Uh and then we cut to Paul. Mm. And Paul just hears magic. Magic, 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 magic. Magic, magic, magic. He doesn't understand magic. the language yet. Yeah. I assume much like you, when I and Marie talk about magic, I assume you just hear magic, 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 magic. I just like hearing y'all's voices. <laughs> um, I was drinking water. I don't know why I did that. Then it's fine. I'm not gonna edit that. <laughs> uh, hydrate or dehydrate, everyone. Uh, Wish so luck. Yeah. Them. <laughs> uh. Paul wants to learn magic, uh, and they decide to teach him, and then, um, oh my god, I can't remember his name, another guy comes in, uh, there's some guys in Loading Ready Run I can't remember very well, because they leave, Mm -hmm. Jeremy, Jeremy comes in. They get other jobs. They get other jobs. This is just them and their, especially at the beginning, them and their friends just making videos. People move, people go do, to college, people do stuff. So young Jeremy Corbin uh, comes in and says, oh, I will teach no. you the ways of magic, <laughs> my son. Yes, and he makes a joke. When they ask him, where did you come from? He says, I have flesh. Ah, yes. the Flesh? Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's an me, ability. Tell me about this. So it's an ability? It's an ability, yes. Um, what, do, what does the ability do? Um, it allows so uh, your mm-hmm. cards to be played very quickly uh, so they don't yeah. enter the field unta- untapped. Wait, so they enter no, the field untapped. No, you were perfect. No, you were almost perfect. Uh, what Flash means is that you can play your cards whenever you want. Okay. Normally... Uh, you play cards and magic if you play any any card game there are like okay yeah, I can play this in my main phase mm. or I can play this in my opponent's phase or something mm. instant cards you can play whenever you, you want but monsters uh, monsters like creatures is the correct name creatures enchantments artifacts you have to play them in your main phase unless, unless they have they flash have Cool. So the jokes here is like, oh, I have Flash. I can show up wherever I want. Nice. Now that it's been explained uh, to I me, love you. it's a cool joke. It's a good joke. And the joke is not joke is not just that. It's a joke is that he says that and Paul's like, come on, when everyone laughs because <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't get the joke. He just heard yeah. uh, Jeremy say, magic, magic, magic. Magic, magic, magic. Uh, and then we get... The, the game store. I want to call it iconic, but like we get the the freaking the opening titles. I really like these opening it's titles. It's cool. They've used like a Where, magic card maker to make their title yeah. cards. Yeah, and we get to see all the cast here, uh, and like you can see like their creatures. And uh, for example, Matt says human angel enthusiast. Angel. It's a very popular type of. Uh, 
uh, deck to make, especially for stuff like Commander, where, like, angels are very powerful. So, it's like, oh, I'm playing angels. I'm, I'm flying, I'm attacking. Uh, I usually... Angels have vigilance, which means they don't tap. They can just attack and remain untapped. And sometimes they have lifelink, so you're just gaining life. So, Angel enthuses. And then we get the credits, Friday nights. Nice. Uh, any questions so far? No. I'm choosing we, to assume yeah. that I will learn everything you just said as we continue. Please let me know. I'm here for you. Fuck the audience. This is for me and you. Nice. I love you. Love you too. Uh, we get a cut to Yellow Jacket, which is the one, the store that all the people who who are in LRR go to. That's like their local store, and it's also the store that is half of the half of Friday nights is basically takes place in Yellow Jacket. Whenever they need a store, they go to Yellow Jacket. Whenever they need to buy something in, in story, they go to Yellow Jacket. That's their store. Um, I would say half of it takes place in Yellow Jacket. The other half takes place in uh, their office. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it looks basically yeah. like every single game store I've been in. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a game store. I've heard it's a pretty good one from from them, so who know? But yeah, uh, I do like Paul's evil purposes shirt in in the scene. Ah, nice! It looks good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shirt. Uh, so they're gonna go buy cards, and Paul uh, wants to buy a booster, uh, but everyone's like, "No, Paul, the etiquette. You need to. You can't just grab a booster pack." You gotta, and then, you gotta, uh-huh. you gotta go through a ritual to determine which booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Eddie here, who's the first of three store workers slash owner characters we'll get throughout. Uh, uh, throughout. Um, what's it called? The series. Uh, Friday nights throughout the series. I believe Eddie is legitimately the owner. Or at least works there. Uh, the other two, I'm not too sure, but they will show up because uh, I, I presume at one point they're like, "We're we're not gonna make you act, my man. <laughs> Thank you for lending us the sword to to film. Uh, we're just gonna we're, we'll we'll just get one of our friends or someone we know uh, or someone else who works here to to do dialogue with us. Don't worry. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So we have Eddie here. Uh, so everyone starts going and the way they get, they get packs. Uh, I, I don't want to go through this in super detail, but, uh, stop me if you need any, any clarifications, but this is a thing in magic. And I assume other card games, everyone has their superstition of how to choose a pack, to get a pack, to open packs, to get the best uh, cards. Ha- to get the best cards, the freshest cards. Uh, I, of all of these, I am closest to James, who we get here for the first time. We also get Kathleen for the first time. Uh, Kathleen Las Cats. I forgot about James when I was talking about characters. Uh, James is like 
the balanced asshole, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was a Mario Kart or a fighting game, he's the real. He's, like, balance of, like, his assholeness is not, like, extremely one way or another. He, But he's just a balanced asshole. Hmm. Uh, so... We all get, we see how everyone does their weird magic uh, traditions. Some of them do math. Some of them do superstitions. Some of them just feel it out. Uh, Personally, uh, I am like James, who's like, I just pick one and then let Alex diddle it for me. (laughs) In my case, it's I pick one and I let Marie diddle it for me. Yeah. That's kind of James's energy throughout these. It's like, oh, he does the normal thing. I just pick one. And then he does something a little weird. And I let Alex diddle it for me. Okay. And by diddle, audience, it just means it touches it like slightly with his fingers. So, uh, mm-hmm. Alex, he chooses his mm-hmm. packs mathematically by mm-hmm. looking at like yes. the serial number and stuff. And he mentions yes. that he will only choose it if it's got, if the last serial square were to a prime. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go through that with you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I am Bimbo. Explain math. So, uh, square root is a number that can be times by itself to equal that number. So the square root mm-hmm. of four is two, because two times two is four. So he's choosing mm-hmm. the square root numbers that, like, the the what the ones, yeah, the square root of the last serial number is a prime, right? Okay. So yeah. if that second number that can be times by itself to equal the serial number mm-hmm. is a prime number, he chooses that. Mm-hmm. And prime numbers are numbers that can only be. Mo- they're only multiplication factors, as in the only way they can be, like, created through a multiplication is with itself mm-hmm. and one. So you can't uh, times it by two. So, like, four is not a prime. Mm-hmm. Because you can times two by two to get it. It's not just one mm-hmm. times four. If, if this is boring you, I can speed it up a bit. No, no, I'm listening. Sorry, I'm listening. Okay. I, I was mostly thinking, I'm hot, I'm going to take the sweater yeah. off. So the thing about but I'm the thing about square roots is they mostly... Uh, Sorry. They mostly... Sorry, I didn't mean to distract They you. mostly end up being decimal numbers, which, because they're okay. not whole numbers, like it's 1.645... Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're decimal numbers, they can't be prime numbers. Because prime numbers are only whole numbers. Huh. Okay. So. So. Uh, the prime numbers below 10 are 0, 2, 3, 5, 7. Okay. So. Anything mm-hmm. that has a square root of them... Are the serial numbers that he will get? Yeah. So the the uh, zero is mm-hmm. a square roots down to uh well 
zero times zero is zero, so it's its own square root. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and zero was also a prime because one times zero is the only way you can multiply out to get zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, the square root of four is two, and one times two, only way you can get two, and nine. So we'll only... Because the square root of that is 3, and 3 is a prime. The only way you mm-hmm. can get the 3 is yeah. 1 times 3. So, the 0, 4, and 9 are the only ones. Other last uh-huh. serial number digit that they'll choose. Uh, I mean, that restricts the field quite a bit. So, I, I guess it's a yeah. fair enough way to judge. But also, I don't think the serial numbers yeah. has any impact on the contents oh, of the no. packet. <laughs> it's a superstition. No, no, no. Yeah. All of these are dumb. That's the point. All of these are not good. Not There's not good or bad way to choose a card. That's the thing. Mm. But I love that you were like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at your, your data, sir. Sir. Uh, and thank you for telling me that now we know. Uh, also, zero numbers. fun fact, mm-hmm. one fun fact? is not a prime. Oh. Because it only has one factor. It, it, it's only oh. one. One times one. And so that's not two. That's not one and itself. It is one and itself, huh. but one is itself. So it's oh. generally not considered a prime. It's considered in its own category between prime and non-prime. Hmm. Half prime. Almost like all binaries that have existed are bullshit. Anyway. I agree. Also, I need to point out something in the background of these shots. There is a poster, a green poster, that says, Practice safe draft. Sleeve your decks. Nice. That character is a character that Chandra was supposed to... Uh, well, not supposed to. It's a character that they were shown being very gay with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then immediately went no homo. That's Nissa. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, she's an elf. Yeah. Nissa. That's Nissa Al Ghul. <laughs> no. Nisa Ravine, I believe, is her last name. I might be wrong. Uh, and then we have Chad on the right there. Uh, his name is Gideon. And uh, Kathleen wants a Gideon. In this show, yeah, in this show they call him Chad. I have a friend who hates that people call him Chad. I think it's fine. It's Chad. It's Chad. Uh, but yeah, I just the the post. I never noticed a practice practice safe draft. Nice. Sleeve your decks is very funny. Uh, it, it's not wrong. It's like, yeah, if you want to draft, if you draft, Fabi wants and, a draft. Uh, you... Perfect. This gets explained in our episode, but let's get into it now. Draft is your favorite format of magic, correct? Draft is my favorite format of magic, yes. I love all limited formats. Draft is my favorite. So, the way a traditional draft, and I'm not going to go into variants because we don't have the time goes is that you get six to ten of you well six to ten of your friends including you so five to nine of your other friends you could go up to 12 but i wouldn't um and you all sit around the table everyone has three packs of cards uh you open one up you look at the cards you choose one you want for your deck you're gonna be making a deck here and then you pass it to the left. I believe it's left, right, left. To the left. And then you get another pack. And everyone does this until we go through the whole pack. Nice. 
And then you got your second pack. You do the same thing, but this thing you pass it to the right. And you get a pack. And then you third pack, and you do that again. Drift is very fun because there's a lot of randomness. Nice. Uh, There's a lot of invented, at least personally for me, inventiveness of like, what uh, with the tools that I've been given, what can I make? What can I do? Also, there's a lot about reading other players and reading the table. Because if you send the pack going, especially if the draft is not super huge, let's say it's six to eight, you uh, a pack of cards. Maria, a pack of cards has fifteen cards. I don't know if you can hear me. Extra common that sometimes is another special card. But basically, you get fifteen cards. You get fifteen cards. So if you pass, if you pass a card and pass, by the time it comes back, you can kind of see what everyone else picked. If you remember, you were like, "Oh, this pack had a lot of green in it, and it came back with no green." That means that several people are picking green, and I can either keep picking green. Mm Or maybe switch to another color because maybe uh, if I keep picking green, all my good cards are going to get taken by someone else. Or like if a pack comes in and it's all black back to you and you're like, black is open. I uh, There's really good cards here. Maybe I should take these. Uh, I'm simplifying, of course, but I, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy the mental game of it because it's, it's its own separate game, right? You're playing a game to make the best deck you can, and then you go and play three to four rounds against other people who also made decks, preferably in your same pod. So you, you're you going to... If you see a really good card and you pass it, you're going to be playing probably against someone who took that really good card and is going to use it against you. Okay. Uh, cool. I really like drafting. It's really fun. Nice. Uh, and sleeving your decks is so that if you get some really good cards, you don't want them to get hurt by shuffling and by passing them, uh, not passing around, but like putting them down, tapping them, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, especially if your table's not great, maybe it's kind of dirty. Uh, I, and also I like, I like sleeving. Uh, it's easier to shuffle and, uh, I like using pretty or cute sleeves. Nice. So we cut back to the moon base. Mm-hmm. And yeah, turns yeah, yeah. out Paul's just bought a whole box. Uh, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Uh, a box of magic. Can, I don't know how much it was back then, but nowadays he'll wait, cost wait, wait, you anywhere wait, wait, wait. from... I'm, I'm taking a sip of water. Uh-huh. You don't want to find out how much while you're drinking water? A hundred to, like, over $200, depending on the box. <sighs> Yeah, it's spit take. How many spit take? Yep. Uh, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up something uh, real quick on the internet. The most recent set was Brothers War. So if I go Brothers War booster box, uh, because now they also have set boxes, which is different than boosters. Set boxes have a little bit more less cards, but more value. Okay. Because uh, they're not made for a yeah. rare, but let's say a box of draft, um, it will cost you around one hundred thirteen to one hundred thirty-seven dollars. The box of the latest, uh, latest uh, uh, standard draft. 
Okay. But, so, so, but how, how so about... Just yeah. looking at my local game store, uh, the upcoming mm-hmm. Dominaria Remastered, uh, a draft boost... That's a master set. That's a master set. They're more expensive. Okay. Uh, Phyrexia all okay. will be one coming February 2023. Yes, perfect. Uh, draft perfect. boosters are $213. That makes sense for Australia. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, set booster box is 260 yeah, that makes kind of makes sense for Australia. I assume it's like a hundred dollar more than yeah. Here. The the, the With, Australian like, dollar is shit compared to the American dollar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bef- yeah, before you said the Dominaria one, I needed to jump in and be Whoa. like, "That's a that's a premium product." Uh, so uh, yeah, the last premium product before this was uh, Double Masters. Oh, Double Masters all the uh, way. How much a buy of, uh, of Double Masters is right now, which it's only a couple months box. Uh, a box of Double Masters will run you from 500 to $650 American. Uh, I didn't get to play Double Masters because it was way too expensive. It sounds it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, Dominarius, uh, Remastered is also going to be a little expensive, but hopefully not as expensive, mm. uh, enough for me to play a draft or two, because me and Marie want to play that, because that's like a remaster of a bunch of different sets that all take place in the plane of Dominaria. What's a remaster? I, I already explained a remaster. Okay, yeah, yeah. Re-release of cards. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and like making them into its own draft format, so the cards you're not just getting random cards. It's like, oh no, yeah, this old card and this new card make sense in the same set because they interact with each mm. other. Yeah, uh, and if you're drafting, that's what you want. Uh, the last remaster they did in paper, uh, not master. Master is like its own separate thing, but remaster was. Um, Time Spiral Remastered. Time Spiral is Marie's favorite, like, block uh, set of cards. They remastered that, and that was very fun. We have played a couple games of that. It was expensive, but not the most expensive shit in the world. Now, refresh my memory. Time Spiral, what's mm-hmm. that themed around? Is it like the, the Pokemon from the new Pokemon games where they're, like, past Kinda. ones and future ones? Cool. Yes, and also weird ones. Hmm. Because something went wrong, and cards, for example, uh, w- uh, blue is the is the color typically of counter spells. Uh, if someone casts someone, you put pl- you play a blue card that says, "No, you don't counter that spell." Counter time. There, there were white counter spells. What in in Dominaria? Yeah, uh, there was. White, this white, uh, uh, this, uh, no, black mass destruction. You did back then, it wasn't like a normal thing, and a lot of stuff like that, weird stuff. That was, uh, the first time the word planeswalker was used to refer as a car type, uh, because they existed in the story, but as car types, there was a card that says mentioned car types, and one of them was planeswalker, and there were no planeswalker cards until the, n- the next set. Um, no. no, was it like a couple? Oh, <laughs> Marie's talking to cats while she's trying to do. Nice. 
she's starting to do gluing Warhammer stuff. Nice, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, masters, remasters, all that stuff are like premium products. We don't have to get into them. There are specials about... There are... Uh, not specials. There are episodes that deal with masters. So, we'll get into that. Cool. Uh, when the time comes. Uh, when the time... So, Fabi, these, these yeah. people love to construct intricate rituals to touch the cards of other men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it's very funny because I think that the one person here who's openly, uh, the one guy here who's openly queer is, uh, uh, Matt and Matt's just doing his own shit. Ma- Matt's just a solid. Well, well, he used to be. He's a grown ass man now. But in these videos, he's like a uh, a soft, a soft, a plump twink. Is, is that a thing? Because he's like small and short and soft, but he's also plump. Hmm. Okay. A twunk. A marshmallow. Uh. A marshmallow, yeah. So anyway, Paul, who really is a twink, honestly, uh, gets get. If anyone from LRR ever watch listens to these, no, you don't. No, you didn't. Keep it to yourself. Um, uh, don't at me. Uh, so Paul buys a whole box, and everyone's like, "Well." Yeah, sure. That's one way of doing it. You're gonna get all the cards. All of them. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't buy a whole box for for just to open them and make a deck. They're way buy singles, mm. people. If you want to make a deck, buy singles. They're cheaper. Uh, or or proxy them. Uh, just make make copies if they're expensive. Uh, but uh, I have bought boxes. I have a box here. Uh, of Infinity that I have to draft to play with people because they're game pieces. It's like buying that, and also I bought that one that special. It cost me like sixty dollars because uh, it cost me eighty. And then uh, I opened the box. I grabbed the box stopper, which are usually rarer cards. Nice. I opened it, sold it, and it was twenty bucks. Hell yeah! Nice. Uh, so because I knew those were those were worth a lot. Of, well. Considerably, a lot of money. Uh, so I was like, "Yeah, no, that's fine. Keep this rare card. I'm here for the game pieces, for the fun times." You're here um, for the fun times, not the yeah box topper times. The long times. Yeah, I'm drinking a little bit of water. Nice. Uh, so Paul. So yeah, yeah they're, they're they're going through all their shuffling rituals, which I gather is kind of yeah. as superstitious as the booster pack choosing rituals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also, by the way, there are people for whom they do those booster pack rituals and these shuffling rituals. I There's a very cute non-binary person that I play with sometimes nice. that uh, I saw them grab uh, a, a pack of cards and they did the thing of, like, going to the bottom, to the right, bottom of the, bo- uh, the box, uh, in the right corner. That's the one they picked. Uh, but, yeah, they're shuffling... Uh, and then they, they start being assholes because they can't control themselves. And they're like, normally what you do is you shuffle, 
you present your deck to your opponent, they cut, and then you keep going. I have personally played against people who have taken my deck and shuffled it. Yep. Because they think we're a, a pro tour when we're a fucking Friday Night Magic that we both paid $15 for. And the, and the price is three booster packs. And they're like, no, well, I need to... I, I, I need to I uh, make sure. shuffle your deck. Yeah, I do. maybe you're stacking it. Like, my dude, my dude, my man, my dude. Uh, that's why I like the the joke that uh, that Graham says, like, don't learn to play magic from these assholes, from people who think they're at a pro tour. Um, then they do the, the rolling, which normally you just... You, you roll one die, maybe two, and here they do jokes of like, oh yeah, roll a d20, uh, a d6, two d6. Roll 46, drop the lowest. Yeah, 3d6 and a d8 for poison damage. D&D uh, &D jokes. Uh, and then they, they're they like, and then the player who wins goes first. And then Paul correctly says, chooses who goes first. Normally in Magic, 98% of the time, people will play first. Mm. Unless you have a deck that wants you to draw first instead of play first. Because some only, the, combo deck, only, some the, se only deck. the player who goes second gets to draw. Yes. So if you want to be on the draw, if you're like, I know this deck wants me to have this amount of cards. Or wants me to be on the draw so that I can immediately discard a card. Because there are a lot of decks that are like, I discard this card, and then a combo starts. Or I discard this card, and it sets me up for a combo. You can only have seven cards in your hand. So if you go second, you have seven. You draw one. Uh, you have eight. You can immediately be like, in my turn, discard one, and start your combo. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't happen, but yes, you get to, you get to choose who goes first. Whoever wins gets to choose who goes first. And then... And then it's like, but the advocate! Which is a thing you'll find in Magic a lot. Like, the advocate, come on. And like, how, and like Paul says, that feels like house rules. Yeah. The actual rules are way simpler. I don't know why y'all are being weird. You weirdos. Uh, yeah. I, I feel there's a place for etiquette and house rules, but like... yeah. If they're yeah, very, very not when someone's trying to learn. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Listen, I'm not saying don't be an ass, but also like let him play. And then I do like that. Uh, the Jeremy's like, let me explain the stack to you, which is a thing in Magic of when you cast spells. Magic, magic, magic. Uh, it, everything goes in a stack. So it's in like Paul says, I do programming. Uh, last, last in, first out. So if I cast a spell and you react to that and cast another spell, your spell goes on top. So your spell resolves first and then mine. But like, let's say we do this and then I cast another one, so mine goes on top yeah. and so on and so forth. I do programming. I know this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Paul, stop! It, I, whiny Jeremy is very funny to me. Uh, and we finish with a callback uh, 
of the the joke at the beginning. Oh no, uh, that got sent to another deck upstate. Yeah. Yeah, but he's with a fine family. Uh, yeah, Graham's like, hey, what happened to your Phyrexian juggernaut? And Alex is like, I I, uh, I traded him. Uh, what? Oh, no, he's uh, upstate with a very nice family with lots of space to, like, uh, run and, and go. Uh, yeah, he's very happy. And then he, like, uh, he turns to Matt and goes... I actually traded him for a set. I think it's like four, or maybe a full playset of. Um, I'm trying to see if I have one here. Oh, I actually do. Full bleed Sendakar for. Nice. It it, it, cool. Yeah, these are fine. Yeah. Uh, when these happened, everyone wanted full arts. Uh, now they, they used to be just a Sendakar thing. Now there's in every set, and there are some I like more than others. But at the time, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I want the cool forest. So they trade it in. But it's literally four it's literally just kind off. of worthless cards. Yeah, four, like, aesthetic cards for, uh, like, decently good card. Uh, and then we get the um, we get a phrase that a lot of Magic players uh, continue to use to this day, including me. Pr- seems these. <laughs> Uh, yeah, seems these. Seems these. I'm not saying they invented it. I think people have been saying that even before, but like, seems decent. Seems these. Uh, do we have? Uh, we don't have a joke at the end this time. I don't uh, think so. At one point, uh, at one point, I don't think it's during this uh, this uh, mini series. But at one point, there's always a stinger joke after the credits. I think it's. After this miniseries. Uh, but yeah. Uh, how much time did I spend talking about Patty, a uh, seven minute uh, Patty, short? We spent at least half an hour. Great. I'll try to be faster. I don't want to be here for four hours. Fabi, it's okay. As much as I love you. It's okay. We, we could go as, at any pace we like. Uh, but <laughs> saying that, shall we get into yeah. the next episode Constructed? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't have any questions, we're moving to episode number two, Constructed. And this is about deck construction, I believe. It's about deck construction, yes. So, construction... There are basically two super types of uh, of magic. Hmm. Uh, Magic games you can play. Constructed and limited. Constructed means that whatever... um, Whatever you, like, have agreed, whatever set of boundaries you have agreed with the other players, as long as you're within those set of boundaries, you can choose any card you want. You want four of each uh, is the max. Uh, Typically, 60 cards is uh, the minimum. Uh, That's quite a few uh, cards. Yeah, 60 card decks is, like, the standard. Uh, and uh, you, for Constructed, let's say if we're playing Standard, is like the last four to six Standard sets. That's that's your card pool. If you're doing something like Modern, uh, which I made a Modern deck recently, you have 20 years, basically, give or take a little bit, 
of cards you can go, and there's ban list and stuff, mm. but like basically if you're like you choose your parameters, uh, and then uh, it's like okay, make a deck. Cool. Uh, so constructed, seeing it's, it's the last mm-hmm. like four or five sets, that seems to very much incentivize people keeping buying cards. Hell yeah. Uh, yes. It, the first ever Magic the Gathering tournament, it was either late 2000s, no, late 1990s, or early 2000s, and it was notable because uh, it required you to use, I believe, one or two cards of each of the three last sets. Which were not very powerful or very good. good. So most of those cards were in your sideboard. If they saw any play at all, it was very limited. But and that's where uh, they used to call it type one and type two. Mm-hmm. Type one meant you could do any cards. Type two became like the couple more recent cards, and that became legacy, which is like. It's open. There's a ban list, but it's basically open and standard. Currently, no one really plays standard outside of Magic Arena, the online client. Uh, in in my town, Austin, Texas, there is a bunch of game stores, and if you want to play Magic, there is two to three different events each day. No one does standard. They they do a bunch of other formats. I think you can basically, if you like drafting, you can dra- or you like limited, you can do a limited event every single day if you go to different stores. And, and I think if you do legacy, you can basically do every single day an event if you go to different stores and commander as well, which we'll get to. But if you're here. Even modern, maybe. But if you're here for standard, you're not going to find anyone to play standard with. standard is the one where it's the last five packs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the last five packs. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough, because that sounds pretty shit. They're like, they move them through years, yes. Uh, Standard, it used to be very healthy, and like, people made standard and played standard. But in the past couple years, the interest towards standard has really, really diminished. Uh, and, like, yeah, no, just... There's not a huge demand for it. People are more and more becoming more specialized in the things they like, which I think is good. So, like, Commander. There are people who just play Commander. There are people who just play Popper, which is uh, uh, only commons. Because cards have different uh, yes. So, like Popper is P-A-U-P. only commons. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, Popper. Uh, and, and then there is... Um, there's also a variant called Prince that no one plays. That's only like <laughs> rares. Uh, uh, but yeah, there... And like, there's even like variants in the variants. There is a group of people in one of my local game stores who play Popper Commander. It's Commander with only commons except your Commander, which is an uncommon, or can be. I think you can also have it be a common. Uh, But, like, yeah, like, there are so many different 
formats and the game is really thriving in a lot of ways, but like sta- people don't play standard. Mm. The closest you're gonna get to playing standard is if you're playing draft because you're only doing one yeah. set. Yeah. Cool. That's that yeah. sounds that sounds like it would be a big barrier of entry because I know when I yeah. when I was a youngin. When I when I didn't know anything about magic, when I was literally a newbie, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, "What the fuck is all this? Why mm-hmm. are there so many magic events on? And what do these subtitles mean?" Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It can be hard. Like honestly, I wouldn't have gotten into magic if it wasn't for Jumpstart. Which is not an event; it's a product, basically. Uh, they've been doing way more jump starts, which a lot of people complain about. I think it's good because jump start just means you buy two jump start boosters of any type of jump start, because there's difference. But you buy two; you can mix and match whatever you want. I buy two. We open them. You mix yours together. I mix mine together. It has lands. It has all the cards you need. Any card that has a special keyword, it has reminder text telling you what it does. We can play a game of magic. Ah, nice. Because all of them are like, this one's about soldiers. This one's about dogs. This one's about, like, uh, red uh, burn spells. This one's about uh, blue counter spells. And you, you grab two randomly, you mix them up, and then you have oh. a game. And they're all pretty much balanced to play against yeah, each other. Yeah, those sound like the packs that I got when I first tried to play Magic in 2017. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I got... Uh, you probably got team boosters, because there weren't Jumpstarts uh, then. Okay. Jumpstart came out two years ago, I want to uh, say. So, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jumpstart is the replacement of Team Boosters, because Team Boosters used to be, used to, it will say, like, green, or it would say, like, red, or whatever. Sometimes it will go, like, uh, this this particular uh, type of car- uh, of cards, and you would buy it, and it will give you a bunch of cards, but not a lot of people bought them, because they, they, there wasn't really any use for them. You didn't get lands. Um... But Jumpstart is just like, it's that, but random. And there are better cards in them. Uh, if you're like, I want to get into Commander, but I don't know where to go. You can jump buy like a couple Jumpstarts and open them. And each one comes with 20 cards that will give you like, oh, this one has a Commander that's really good for Goblins. I'm going to start making a Goblin nice. deck. And stuff like, stuff like that. I recommend Jumpstart. Baby honestly. Goblin, you're dead. Anyone that wants to learn. <laughs> so, gobble, so gobble. speaking of Constructed, uh, the mm-hmm. in Constructed, uh, these, the guys, yep, yep. they're talking about how they build their decks. Yeah, because Paul went through the cards they had there at their office and was like, oh, you know what? I feel like doing a white life game deck. A deck that gives me life, and then there's effects for me gaining life. That seems pretty fun. And Alex immediately grabs it and goes, This is trash. This is suboptimal. Why would you play this? Why are you not playing the best deck that's winning all the tournaments? Uh, He is what, in the magic terminology, we call 
a spike. Yeah. He seems like uh, a very shitty, <laughs> shitty person. I wouldn't want to hang around him at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, he he also gets called later Captain Netsec because he's just looking at online. Uh, spikes are people who play a lot of tournaments and play a lot of games. They're grinders. They're there to play games. And if they're doing constructed, they're doing the best deck. They like research what's the best deck in this format, and that's the one they do. They usually let someone else build the deck, and then they play it. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of grinders out there. There's a lot of spikes. There's a lot of people like Alex. I mean, I don't understand uh, it, and I don't think it would be fun for yeah. me, but sure, yeah. if they're having fun. Yeah, some people just want to win at all costs. Good for them. I like doing other stuff. I I call myself on Twitter Big Titty Spike as a joke because I'm oh not a spike now out. I understand that joke. That's the joke. That's the joke. That's why I'm Big Titty Spike. Um, also, Spike as a character in Magic exists, like in uh, Buffy. Yes. Uh, no, I mean Spike MTG. Um, let's see if I can find the old art for Spike. Did he also die by um, having a railroad spike run through his eye? Well, that's that's the thing about Spike. Spike used to uh, be uh, he, him pronouns and very male. And now Spike uh, is referred to exclusively with they, them pronouns. Nice. And kind of androgynous. Oh, yeah. Kind of feminine. Um... Uh, uh, open, Love that for them. Uh, image, yeah. Open image and new tab. Copy, paste it into our chat. Uh, uh, yeah. I went in Halloween. I got uh like a tank top that says no. Nope. Oh my god! This is like uh, this their is shirt. Pat. Yeah, yeah. This is Spike. Um. And so they have a, a shirt that says nope with the blue card because it's like, oh, they're playing a lot of blue. They're like countering your spells. Mm. There's a lot of red around them. It's like, oh, they're playing very aggressive red. And then they have sleeves with the black lotus, which the is a very iconic and powerful and rare and, yeah, card of early magic. Uh, so, like, that's the spike. They're playing... The best thing they can, and that's time. the card that you'll have a tapestry of. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we we do. Marie has a uh, black lotus in her bedroom. Nice. Uh, she's not a spike though. She's 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 a she's a Johnny, which we will get to in a second. Uh, not a Johnny. A Johnny is a lion. A Johnny. Uh, yeah, Jenny's. It's also referred to as Jenny's. That's like the fan version. Yeah, never in a car yet. Uh, anyway, we get to our credits. Uh, anything else before we move past yeah. credits, Cass? Well, that sounds good. You've enlightened me greatly. Mm -hmm. Also, all during this, Matt is looking for traders ah yes uh asking everyone like do you have your traders uh this is like do you have your trades and people i today someone said to me do you have your traders uh it's just what people call them 
So like you have your binder, you want to trade some cards. I'm looking for this particular card. This is a very common yeah. thing in Magic. Uh, he wants a very specific card for his commander deck, and he's looking for it everywhere. Yeah. And that's like the running joke or the running storyline. That's the runner of this episode. And then we move on to Johnny or Jenny, a.k.a. Uh, Captain Combo. Marie is is a Captain Combo. Uh, I believe she described her magic as a poorly assembled Ikea gun. So, which is a thing that they, they will get reference here. So yeah. from what I get, it's like... Talk to me. Ajani's are like... You want that... Johnny. Johnny's. Johnny's. Uh, or Jenny's. Jenny's are like... You want to pull off that awesome combo. And that's... Mm-hmm. Basically... That's it. That's the only thing you care yeah, about. The house is held up with sand, but oh god, if it mm-hmm. actually stands up, it'll be good. If it works! If it works! Then, yeah, no, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Uh, my current uh, modern deck I built, it's not quite a combo, but it's close enough. It's my version of it. Because if... It, I can't do it, like, immediately, but if I... If I do these two cards, if these two cards work the way I want them to work and come out the way I want them to come out, and I win the game and it feels amazing because I don't just win, like, I hit you. No, it's like, I, like, mill your whole library. It's it's like in Yu-Gi-Oh! winning with um, Destiny Board Mm -hmm. or Exodia. Yeah. Today, this wasn't a combo. (laughs) There are combo decks for this, uh, but today I won a commander game with Approach the Second Sun, which is, it's a card that you play it, and the, this is the first time you play this card, this game, you gain seven life, and you put it seven from the bottom, I mean seven from the top in your library, and then the next time you play it, uh, you win the nice. game. Uh, yeah. Approach the Second Sun, I have a Blood Bowl variant that just says Touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we we get here. Jeremy uh, explain his yeah, combo. Yeah, infinite mana how combo. How he wins. Yes, uh, I I'm not super interested in infinite mana combos. I'm not super interested in infinite combos. I appreciate people who do them, especially if they're hard. If you're not just doing like a very easy combo, if you're like, okay, I need to do this. I do this, I do this, I do this. I can get that. That's very neat. Uh, but yeah, those are combo players. Oh, hey. Uh, and yeah. Oh, just in the next scene, there's a thing that I noticed. Yeah, I'll. Because uh, I don't know why I was stopping it. I'll move along. Uh, tell me what you notice. Uh, so, when uh, Paul is talking uh-huh. to Cat. And Jeremy comes mm-hmm. in when they get when they yeah. when they uh-huh. go to the they go wide. when they go to the shot of uh-huh. uh, Jeremy. In the corner is a little figurine of Rainer from StarCraft Two. Oh, that was not what I was expecting you to comment on. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. I never noticed that. Hi, Rainer. James Rainer. Uh, James Rainer. Uh, he, I do like the, uh, okay, it's an Ikea gun. What? They don't make guns in Ikea. Go with me. <laughs> yeah. 
please. So, so Kat's theme, th- theme for deck building is she just makes cool mm-hmm. theme decks, and that's that's fun. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. Uh, and this is basically what's considered uh, Bortos slash Mel Melbin. Uh, Bortoses are people who care about the lore and and the flavor of things. Uh, and then Mel's and Melvins are people who care about cool cards. This is a cool interaction. It's not a combo per se, but like, this card's cool. It does a cool thing. I want to make a deck about this cool card. That's, those two is kind of what Kathleen is, and that's kind of what I am. Nice. Uh, I thought the thing you were going to point out is when they go to the wide shot... There is a big poster oh, yes. of a naked the lady octopusy poster? and an octopus. I need uh-huh. that print. Marie has been looking for that poster for years. Hasn't been able to find it. Shit, anywhere. damn. Yeah. I, I did have... The, holy shit, I want that octopusy print in full caps on my notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Yeah, no, it's great. But I only just saw Rainer, so... Yeah. It's so good. Uh, yeah. You're so, so cute. Kathleen is building a cat deck. Very cool of her. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she, uh, she's ma- making a commander commander deck. A cat which we should, we should. I mean, the next episode is about commander, so we can talk about it there. But yeah, it's a cat mander deck. Uh, com- fuck it, I'll just talk about it right now. Commander is considered by some a casual format because it's a social format. It's multiplayer. Uh, you're you should play around the table. You're talking to people. You're hanging out. Uh, we do queer game nights here in Austin, and the thing people most people play is Commander because it lets you play whatever decks you like to play, uh, whether it's very flavorful or a combo or very effective. It's just. It's a fun format. It's a hundred cards. You have a, a commander who like represents your your deck. A lot of people make altars of commanders uh, to, uh, because like they're important to them and they mean something to them. So a lot of people have like uh, I have seen people who have like very gay cards. They took a non-gay card and made it very gay because th- this card means a lot to them. Uh, and stuff like that. So, like, Commander is very, like... Uh, it's... I don't want to say allegedly, because I believe it's true. It's the most popular format. It's the most played format. Mm. Uh, most people who play Magic play Commander. Not everyone. But most people who play Magic play Commander. Uh, yeah. And it's 100 cards. Singleton. That's also important to say. Which means you don't need four of a card. And also, it's okay if you don't have the best cards. Because it's a hundred cards. You can put several in them that are not the best. You'll probably never see them. Uh, anything else before we move here Move here to the next scene? I'm just looking up something. Okay. Just looking. Alright. Found it. Hell yeah. Let me scroll. Why, you uh, I found the print. Oh. 
Can you post that in Flame Just did. I assume yeah. you have. Only 150. Nice. Oh, shit. Yeah, Castle, you found that in two seconds. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe Google Image Search got better the last, than the last time I used it. Oh, I... Cassie's just a scientist. I, yeah, honestly, Google Lens is kind of good. Uh, I love you. I love you, you too. So, uh, so we move. So, so yeah. someone is driving three hours for a trade. Yeah. So we cut to Matt. Uh, he's going to Yellow Jackets, their store. Uh, here we have our second store uh, employee. Uh, he's here for a bit before we get our third and final store employee. Uh, I don't remember his name, so I apologize. Uh, he's like, hey, uh, do you have Angelic Destiny? Something what he needs for his Angel Commander deck. He's like, no, we're out, but my brother in another place here in Canada has it. And it's like, yeah, it's three hours. And he's um, leaving for holiday tomorrow. Yeah. So you have to go right now if you wanted it. Uh... Take me to him, he grabs him, him and presumably forces this man to drive or to go with him for three three hour round trip. Uh, and then when they get he's there uh, he's straight away. Oh no. Good joke. I I like it. It's a good joke. Uh, then we uh, we move back to uh, James and and uh, James and Paul, James and Paul, and it's very funny because they're looking at deck lists and they're looking at preordain on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Paul has just recorded the like manual or something. Uh-huh. And Jesus fucking Christ, this retro iPod like graphic user interface is like. Ugh. This is our first hint of the type of asshole Paul will become. He can be very obsessive. Oh, yeah. He can be very focused. And he can be very, like, narrow-minded sometimes. To everyone's detriment. Oh, yeah. Like... So he has made a podcast, a a book on tape, of himself reading the rules of magic. Yeah. And we also see that he's he's made, like... 90 decks? Uh-huh. So, uh, hey... I... Fabi, have yeah. you seen Yu-Gi-Oh! GX? Yeah, I mean... Uh, you remember that episode where Bastion was, like, a complete weirdo for having six decks? But IRL, all the card mm-hmm. gamers I know have, like, minimum six? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was fucking weird. Yeah. You guys weird. Uh, this is gonna lead to one of my favorite lines. Uh, we we get back. God, I need to go over this board. So we cut and it's like, oh, you need. Uh, James basically says, oh, you need to test for different matchups because you don't know what you're gonna face. Everyone plays different things, so like, there's not an objectively best deck. Some decks are better against yeah, other. And matchups. Paul sometimes Paul has constructed yeah. the chart from the L word. Uh-huh. Uh, he has made the lesbian wall. Uh, let me read them. It's like, 
Drago, which you draw you draw a card and you tell your opponent go. You're because you're taking care of other stuff. You don't care about playing. Cago, which I think has to do with birds. Cobblade, Blade Blade, Draw Car, Go 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 Tamago. What's next? <laughs> uh, and then we see the full on where it has all these uh, type of decks. And how they fight each other. We can see angels. So it's like white and all the different type of white decks. Life gain. Angels. Control. Uh, uh, tribal. Uh, th- there's different. And then I do like that blue intersects with control. Because like blue-white control is like a very popular thing. Blue mill. And, it's like, and then it's like, oh, there's burden pot. Which is a card. And the type of deck, uh, yeah, no, are, are these things, uh, uh, black has control, blutters, uh, suicide aggro, which means, yeah, vampires, suicide aggro is fun, because it's like, I don't care about my life, I'm casting this, this 10 and paying 10 life for it, instead of mana. Life is a resource, baby. As long as I'm at one and it's, I win, it's, it's all like that matters. It's like World of Warcraft. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pass from yeah. hit points. Uh, uh, dredge is a type of mechanic where to cast spells, you uh, you exile cards from your graveyard. What? Dredge to cast spells, you exile cards from your graveyard. You uh, instead of drawing a card. You take the dredge, the card with dredge, and put it into your hand. It replaces a, a dredge. Oh, okay. It Never mind. the draw trigger, which makes it very good if you say draw three cards and then activate three different dredges. I still don't understand how dredge works. You put that many cards, so dredge five. Yeah. Instead of drawing, you put five cards from your deck uh-huh. into the graveyard. Yes. So you do that. You do draw three. Mm-hmm. Grab three things from the graveyard. Find a way to discard those cards from your hand mm-hmm. and do it, or cast them and do it all over again. It, dump out your whole deck. It's big on combos. Yeah. Uh, magic, magic, magic. Yeah, magic. you can one turn magic, one. Magic, magic. Magic, 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 magic. Uh, anyway, any questions before we move on from this? I also love this is the Mark Three of the board. You can <laughs> yep. see that he's made two others before. It. Yep. Uh, any no, questions? That, that's yeah. seen- Seems pretty reasonable. I like how he's used the like channel logo as part of the header for the Mark III. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. It's good. It's good. Yeah. The Loading Ready Run logo is very good. Uh, and then Graham shows up. Oh, and he's, he, he's like, finally what? got that angel. He trained, he traded Snappy. No, no, that's Matt. Oh, Matt. Yeah. We're, uh, we're at the point where Graham shows up, our sweet, sweet boy Graham. Uh, first time she's showing up in this episode, I think. And she's like, what are you doing? And Paul's like, I made a bunch of decks. Uh, 45 variations. I also put some in your office. It was like, yeah, I made uh, several versions of each deck. I'm testing it with matchups. Uh, I'm, I'm like trying uh, all the stuff. He's falling hard into this special like, Did interest. You... Yeah. And he's like, did you make these? Did you make these? Uh, it's like, oh, well, I I constructed these today. But, like, I 
planned them last night. Mm. Uh, and then one of my favorite line, lines is, uh, I tried a red burn deck with different pi colors against my life gain with different colors, both piloted with myself. And then Graham's like, well, what did you learn? So much. And Paul says, that I am a sore loser and a bad winner. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite lines because, like, that's who Paul is. He's an asshole, too. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. And then, yeah, Matt comes in. He traded, uh, he traded, I believe. Two Snapcaster Mages. Two Snapcaster Mages. As I understand. Who, which are really those are good fucking cards. Rare. Yes. Yes, and very valuable, really good. Uh, for, I'm not really that good. Like, good in your commander deck, but not that good. Uh, card. And then Paul also showing how kind of an asshole it is. He's like, not paid attention this whole time while well, man has been looking for a thing. It's like, oh, that's what you were looking at? I have a bunch of those. I have like six. Uh. I'm not using them. You never asked me. Damn. And and then yeah. And then shrug. Ambivalence. Uh, so yeah. Anything we? No. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Do you want to go yes. to commander? Yeah, commander number three. Uh, I think this will go In by quicker. Uh, since since uh, yeah, we already explained what commander is. Everyone's getting together uh, to play Commander. And it's, it's like a battle royale. Uh, it's like a battle royale. Uh, normally, I would say, if you want your game to last less than three hours, don't play with more than four people. Uh, even five, your game's going to last around three hours. More than five, your game might be all day. Some people like doing that. I think there's a time and place. If you're like, yes, we're going to play one game of Commander today. Yeah. Which is what's going to happen in this episode. Yeah, sure. But otherwise, I would never be like, yes, let's do a game with three, with seven people. Oh my God, are you kidding? Just play two separate games, one with four, one with three. Yeah. Six. Mm -hmm. Six seems a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Seven? Seven uh, seems so a bit go, Yeah. Yeah, I played a game with five on Thursday, and that's all we did in Queer Night. Uh, it took us about three, a little bit less than three hours, but it was like one game. But it was only five people, and we all wanted to play Commander, so I think that's cool. fine. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Normally, I would say four people. Commander works best in four. So they they uh, all have punny so, titles for yeah. the decks. Yes, I've, yes, everyone has titles. Cool. Uh, some of my favorites are uh, elves. So many elves. Seriously, guys, look at all these elves. <laughs> Because, uh, once again, our boy Graham, sweetest man alive, he just made some elf deck. He's just playing elves. He's like, I'm just going to play some elves. Uh, Jeremy is being a combo asshole. 
He made a Feldegrift, the Purple Hippo deck, uh, to call everybody wins, which makes it so no one can win the game. <sighs> basically. So that we're here all day. Uh, okay. Until he manages to do a very hard combo. Uh, Matt's here with Angels. Uh, he calls his well, he tries to play it. He can't uh, because his deck is called Flight of the Valkyries, not Rise of the Valkyries, or whichever one's yeah, the correct. Yeah, so Ride of the Valkyries is he's the being correct an asshole. one, but Flight of the Valkyries is what yeah. he's calling it to be an asshole. And I, I just want to repost yeah. this. Uh, there's a scar cover of Flight Ride yeah. of the Valkyries that I found. I think I posted this. Oh hell yeah! A while ago. Put put that in it, chat. Put that in. Uh, it was Flame pretty War. good. Yeah. Uh, that that's gonna be some Marie special reading for later. I do like Paul here being a reasonable guy. Being like, I just grab a pre-constructed deck. Sure. Yeah, like they they have these. Uh, keep that in mind. This bid with Paul and his relationship to pre-constructed decks will be a running bit throughout the series. Okay. Uh, I'll Thank remind you, you later. Uh, uh, I like that several hours later, no one has yeah. lost yet. We get we get here, uh, Kathleen with her cats, kills all of uh, Graham's uh, elves. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they say it's the fall of the effeminate forest folk. Yeah. Yeah, his his effeminate forest folk have been have been destroyed uh, by cats. Yeah. So, so and yeah, they, they mentioned yeah. fleas at one point. Is that a like a classic yeah. magic card? No, they're making oh, jokes. They are making jokes. They are joking. They're, they're doing they're they're doing a thing that you it happens a lot with your friends if you like magic. If if you only think about magic, you're like. Oh, how would you get rid of all those cats? Oh, I would make a card that says fleas, and it puts flea, and they go into the mechanics of like it would put flea counters. Uh, but it's like, oh wait, you can get flea wash, <laughs> but it taps all your cats because they don't like the nice. water. Very silly things. It's very cute. This, this is like even when these characters are assholes, stuff like this is like, oh, they're friends. They like each other. Uh, they are enjoying each other's company, even when they're assholes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Jeremy, even more hours later, mm -hmm. uh, he, he does a cool combo yeah. where he makes it so that only people with fly or island walk can attack. Uh, yeah, I just want to miss, uh, get the part where Paul makes an alliance, ah, which yes. is the same commander, politicking, makes Ooh. an alliance to take Politic a clean out, uh, yes. Yeah, Matt and and Alex both buy for his attention to the fact that at a point they have pins and posters while they're trying to get his attention uh, in a politics nice. type thing because they're politicking. Uh, and it turns out that uh, I believe uh, Matt decides he uh, Paul goes with Matt. They kill Kathleen, and then Matt immediately kills nice. Paul. And then Alex is like, I would have given you at least one more turn. 
Uh, Commander. This is Commander? If you've never played Commander, this is every Commander nice. game. Yeah. Uh, so, so Jeremy yeah. does that yeah, combo, which I think is cool, but it definitely puts a huge target on his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what he wants, right? He wants to make this combo and not let anyone yeah. play. Uh, and then uh, we get we find out that Alex has been eliminated at one point. He's just like in the computer yeah. doing something else, which fair is enough. Also, think if your commander game goes long, it's like well, I would love to play, but y'all are gonna go for four more hours. I guess I'll yeah. go look at porn or something. Uh. I'm not saying he's looking at porn. I'm just saying that's what I would do. Uh, James is still there. Yeah. Um, I. So we, I think eventually, yeah. um, fuck, where's the, where's the title sequence so I can tell who these people are? Matt eventually uh, loses. Uh, Matt, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Jeremy gets taken out after his combo, and then Matt's like, "I'm invincible," and then uh, I have all these flyers. And my life is infinite. I've done an infinite life combo. And then James is like, okay, I play a card that makes your life down to 13. Uh, I get rid of your flyers and I attack. And I win. Nice. And then he wants to flip the table. Uh, This. Yes. Matt wants to flip the table. He wants to tilt out. Graham is like, I'm not going to help you tilt my own table. Uh, I do like that that uh, Matt calls him G, which is a thing he calls him sometimes in these episodes. I like it. I don't know why. I think it's sweet. Like, I'm trying to tilt out here, G. And then this is a thing that's very funny to me because this is not in Alex's personality. Alex is the character in his personality. This is a Paul bit, but they don't know it's a Paul bit yet because they're still figuring things out. But this is a Paul bit. Paul would invent a table for you to tilt out. Paul likes inventions and creating things. Um, so here we have it be. It's a thing that always not bothered me, but like, oh, this is a Paul on only episode just, weirdness. For, you they wanted solidified the yeah. You yet. wanted to give it to yeah. You wanted to give it to someone else because Paul already had his thing. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me. Uh, because you don't get a lot of early episode weirdness in this show in general. Uh, in that, this is one of the like the rare moments. They don't have that. like the text on screen like there is in the first episode of CW's mm-hmm. The Flash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you ready for the last episode of this yeah, mini series? Friday uh, before they they made it Friday ongoing. By Friday. <laughs> They're going to go play Friday Night Magic or FNM uh, at their local game store. I played Friday Night Magic or FNM at my local game store last Friday. I went 2-1. Two wins, yeah. one lost. I played draft. Also, they're just playing Magic at home before they head Friday Night Magic? Yeah. Yeah. They're just playing Magic for fun. They're, they're playing Magic for fun, and then they're going to go to Friday Night Magic to play for reals. And by reals, I mean win a couple booster booster packs, maybe, maybe uh, what's it called, uh, a promo pack, 
which I won one on nice Saturday, and then immediately sold it. I told I was telling you about it. I was like, oh, this card, I can sell it for $10. Nice. Ka-ching! Uh, so, yeah, it, everyone's playing, and then Matt, uh, Matt shows up and's like, hey, it's in five minutes, we need to be out of here for Friday Night Magic. And then they do a bid where everyone's like rushing it's like i need planes uh i need land here you can use uh, mine everyone's yeah and it's like i need sleeves these are not the sleeves i like it's very silly or it's like i need planes you have them planes. these are ugly you that would be me they get their dice they get their tokens uh they put on their jackets very cool uh leather jacket that kathleen has uh, always, at least until Cameron shows up next episode, uh, Kathleen's always the best and best dressed and coolest looking of them all. It's like a bunch of nerds and Kathleen, yeah. and then and then uh, other people will show up that have more fashion sense than yeah. them. So there, there are a couple of uh, cars that they mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, talk time to me. warp. What is time warp? Time warp. Uh, lets you take an ex- an extra turn. Ah, and panoptic mirror. Uh, ooh, let me check panoptic mirror. I'm sure I know, but I'm looking it up. It allows you to create a copy. You know, you copy, you may copy a card except so panoptic mirror. If you do, you may pay the copy with paying its mana cost. Okay, cool. So you pay an amount of magic. Uh, you choose uh, here it's signified by X because X equals the amount of magic you pay, and then you may exile a card from your hand. Uh. Uh, and then at the beginning of your upkeep or the beginning of next turn, you may play a copy of a, of any card you you've exiled with Panoptic Mirror uh, without paying its cost. So it's basically like. I'm saving these for later. I'm spending them and moving them away. And then I get to play as many of them as I want. Or one of them. Uh, but as I need to for every every upkeep. Every and that's turn. how the player is turn. getting loads of time warps. And loads of turns. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a very powerful and Correct. broken combo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, time warp. There's... A- Take another turn cards are always very broken. Uh, they're not valid in every format, just in, in, all, in all of them. Because that card's normally, it's 5 mana. So, 3 and 2 blue. Target player takes an extra turn after this one. Uh, it's expensive enough, and you can get around it enough. But if you can just keep doing it, that's broken. It also seems like very like broadly applicable like if you had uh mm-hmm. a card that inflicted damage to a player on their turn mm-hmm. and you yeah. could somehow prevent them from attacking or something if you could make them take multiple turns that that would be pretty cool yeah yeah uh yeah there there are some decks that do that as well that like basically prevent you from doing anything and then just hurt you with effects cool. like that uh, yeah, time warp. Combo players love time warp because it lets them another turn to run a combo or set up or or 
combo player slob take a turn mm. effects because they just keep can keep doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, so cool. They yeah. mentioned standard deck, and I thank you very much for explaining all these different mm. types of play. Yeah. To me earlier, mm-hmm. that is very cool. They have the cool walking montage. Yeah. yeah. The the we're so cool montage, which uh, I it's not the best joke. Was just like, oh wait, yeah, no, they're just here to yes. play magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Then we have the credits. Um, and it's like, hey, we're playing four round Swiss. Four rounds is one round too many. Personally, it seems like it. Yeah, uh, I have played. I have played. Uh, I went to a Digimon tournament once where they did four rounds. And let me tell you, I wanted to go Ooh. home by the fourth round. Uh, three rounds works best. Three rounds Swiss. You play three games. I would only do a fourth round if it's like we're playing for big stakes. Uh, there was a, a game day that I went to recently where the winner got a box. Like a full box uh, of their choice. And it's oh, like... Yeah. And in that case, they did three rounds, and then anyone that, uh, the best eight, because there were a lot of people playing, there were like four different pot, four different groups of eight, uh. the best eight of all of those played another set of three oh, rounds. Oh, okay. So they went uh, put into like a tournament bracket or something. Yeah, basically. Uh, but sometimes I've been in other places where it's like, okay, we're only top eight or top three get the special prize, and there's people with matching records, and sometimes they'll be like, okay, we'll do round four just for the people tied, so they, we can break those ties. That's fine with me, not we're just doing four in general. Yes. It's well, too it much time. like a bit much. Especially if you're drafting, because if you're drafting, you're already doing basically four. Because there's the first... Uh, you're doing your yeah. draft round and three more. Each of them have a uh, time limit of 45 minutes. Uh, so you're already basically going three to four hours. Any more than that's too much. Unless it's like game day, in which case it's like, no, we're taking a break to go get food, and then everyone comes back because we're here for all day. That's why yeah. we came here. It's once every like three or four months there's a game day. It's basically once per set. Yeah. Uh, per, per new set. So, we, uh, is this a new cool. guy? This on-shirt game store employee? Yeah. Uh, no, this is the same one from the last okay. episode. He's the, the second one, whose name I don't know or don't remember. Okay. He will be our... He will be our one store employee until we get a new one that becomes way more of a character. Okay. He's just... Kind of like a store employee, and then we'll get a new one that's like, he's a character with specific relationships to all the other characters. His name is Nelson. Uh, specific relationships to all the characters, and uh, like, wants and needs. Whereas this character is more just like, he's the store employee. Cool. Yeah. Uh, time... Uh, to talk about the mirror match. Where you get basically the same deck. Yes, two people are playing the same deck. They both looked at the same list online. They're playing ag- red aggro decks. So they both want to 
kill their opponent as quickly as possible. Yeah. And the way they the sense is that the person for the mirror got a card. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it the says, but it basically claw. gives the yeah gives them life every time their opponent casts a spell. So you you can't win if you're both running spells and one of you is gaining mm -hmm. life every time the other one does spells. Just it's not gonna work. Ah uh, yes, you win. That's why he's like I scoop, like I give mm -hmm. up. Cool. Uh, yeah, Dragon's Claw. Uh, Graham is playing someone else? Yeah, so... Fling him? Uh, this is very interesting and funny. Graham is playing... I'm going to call him Adam. Adam. Later on in the show... Uh, later on in the show, we will get another character... Played by the same actor whose name is Adam, uh, called Adam, who, as far as I'm aware, based on everything that we learned about the other character, it's not this hmm. character. This is he was just like a friend, and they needed them for this this one shot, and he's there. And then he later on, like later on near the end of the series, he comes back as a different character who's his own separate. Thing. Interesting. Well, I suppose if you've got a limited yeah. cast, that's fine. Yeah, especially at the beginning of this miniseries, is literally just like, hey, we're going to... Because they're not even doing it at the time the store's open, right? Like, hey, who wants to come in after hours at night, like at midnight and one and two, to film this web series so that we're not, like, interrupting the store during business hours and shit? Um, so it's mostly their friends. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, uh, and then, uh, Graham is being an ass. Not in that, not in like a mean way, but like this is what I meant. Graham's like, oh, this is a funny joke. I will say everything like an announcer. It's a bit of an asshole move. Just, just play your damn card, yeah. Graham. Uh, yeah. And then that's it. That's the last we will see of Adam until, uh, way in the future. <laughs> and then we get Paul and Matt as like, oh, you finished quickly. And Paul's like, yep, I won. And then Matt's like, I lost. Yeah. Uh, it was like, yeah, it was like, oh. Then they send me to Mail Town. Uh, Mail is whenever you you bimbo you, you get, get bimbified. Yeah. You put cards in, into Sand yeah, bimbo. and and Paul Paul's like Mail. He's like, oh yeah, there was this old car called Millstone, which would make you put cards into your graveyard. So we call it Mail. And then Paul's like, oh, so like when you play against an asshole, you call it playing against Mad. <laughs> like, who calls it that? Yeah, no one, but I'm hoping it catches on. Which, yes, Matt's a little bit of an asshole, but also Paul just being, Paul being vicious here. Like, just calling him an asshole to his yeah, face. I think it's cool that the, like, the strategies yeah. are named after the original cards that did it. Because, like, yeah. that's also crossed over to into loads of other card games. Like, if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. playing a card 
a deck that discards cards from your opponent's deck in Yu-Gi-Oh, that'll be called a mill deck. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. There's also stuff like Dredge is a deck based on the mechanic that some people do Dredgeless Dredge. You don't play Dredge, but you basically do the same thing. Uh, there's also... It's very funny when it gets that, or like, Aristocrats. No one plays uh, the card that Aristocrats was named after. I can't remember if it was called that or it was referenced that. But there was a card that was like, oh, this card is for the Aristocrats deck. People still play Aristocrats, which just means you sacrifice cards. You sacrifice cards for an effect, but like no one plays the card Aristocrats. Yeah, um, yeah it's just what names are, uh, what decks end up being named. Uh, another popular one is Death and Taxes. Nice. Uh, that is white weenie, small white oh, creature. Oh, white weenie! You play a bunch, nice. and then, uh huh, I'm familiar. You're familiar with the uh, small creatures. Uh huh, I date a lot of white girls. <laughs> um, and so uh, a lot of people hate it. That's why it's called death and taxes because people hate it, and also it's uh, it's on it's uh, there will always be debt. There will always be taxes. There will always be some asshole playing white weenie. Uh, yeah. Uh, good good names. Yeah. So they go on to round two. Uh, this is also a joke I like that shows James being an asshole. Of like... Uh, James like gets rid of Kathleen's uh, 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 cards. And she he, he she's like... Oh, in response, I'm sad. Because that's a thing you do, like, oh, I play this. In response, I do this. I play this other thing. He's like, okay, your sadness goes on the stack. There's no trigger for your sadness, so it fizzles. And you have to be happy. And she, like, makes a forced smile. It's a good joke. Yeah. Get a, a poster for Alpha Flight Fear Jesus. itself? Alpha Flight. <laughs> Tasty. Uh-huh. God. Yeah. Uh, there, there's um, <laughs> s- someone, uh, Matt has, Alex, Alex has pulled a Japanese flying saucer card. Okay, before that, and it's, it's Graham, ah, I believe. Yes. Uh, before that, uh, this is a very, very important, important in air quotes, important screen crap, screen crap, screen cap. Uh, when we're shooting yeah. people. There's two people here that is important for us, for a yep. podcast. One is the guy with elbow patches. Yep. Uh, that That's, oh my God, his name has escaped me. If there wasn't already a character named Paul, yeah. I'd say he looks like a Paul. No, I mentioned him in, earlier right now. Uh, why can I not remember his name? Uh... What's the name? Uh, give me names of people in... No, uh, Friday Nights. Liam. Jeremy. Peter. No. Oswald. No. Um, Mortimer. I, 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 I don't know. I, I can't... Cameron! I don't know why his name escaped me. I love Cameron. Uh, here's Cameron. He, he, he is his quick cameo starring next episode. Uh, he will become a regular cast member. Uh, he, it's very funny because like 
can he's just yeah. being himself. His this energy turned to a hundred is what his character will be. The guy who wears elbow patches and is a bit of an ass well, very much an asshole. That's his energy turned to a hundred. Uh, he's also queer and cool nice. and a person of color, which is yep. nice for the show full of white people. Then the other person next to Cameron, I don't know their name, gender, or pronouns, but they do show up as a judge uh, later down the line. Literally, I know someone who looks exactly like them. Yeah, it's a very mm. queer look. I love it. Uh, but yeah, Graham pulled a Japanese card. He's like, it's so anime! And he's like, okay, what does that... And James is like, what does that card do? He's like, well, uh, it lets you do the... Hmm. So you get curious on the... <laughs> Let me go find someone who either speaks Japanese or speaks rules. Uh, uh, in my is notes, this joke. is recorded as yeah. we fail. Yeah. Also, an uh, important thing, round three is announced, and James is like, are you coming? And Graham's like, no, I'm doing really bad. O2, I'm going to drop out, which is a thing that people yeah, do. Because, like, especially if it's three rounds and you're like, I've lost two. If I personally, I would stay because I like play, but it's like, I lost two. I'm not going to win anything. I don't want to ruin someone else's game. Like, you can put people who want to stay here against people who want to stay. I'm just going to go. In this case, he's going to go draft. Enough. Uh, which we we yes. explained draft already. He's he's gonna go draft. Uh, hopefully with someone who speaks Japanese or speaks rules. Cool. I like that joke. And then finally, it all comes back to Paul versus Jeremy. Uh, yes. Jeremy. Paul needs to beat Jeremy to get prices. Jeremy needs to. Jeremy needs to beat Paul to get better prices that he's already gonna get. Which means Jeremy has gone undefeated, probably. Paul's gone one-one. Paul has a yeah a mixed record, so he he's trying to beat him. One of my favorite things here, Paul is running a combo deck, uh, or or yeah, it's kind of like a combo deck. He's very particular about he what he wants and wants to draw and wins really quickly, and we get the reversal of the line from episodes ago. Of, like, that deck seems uh, it would depend on having a really good open hand. And then Paul's like, yeah, but when it does, wow. Nice. It was like, touche. Like, yeah. And then we get Paul, his first tournament ever. He he gets, he gets, a uh, he gets three packs. Yeah. Uh, they both get fourth place. So they both get, or, or Paul gets third place. They both get packs. They That's get cool. three packs. Which... Very generous. Uh, uh, The place I go does one pack for participation, uh, two packs for two wins, three packs, and a promo pack for three wins. But it's cool you get... normal F&M. It's cool they give away boost packs as prizes Mm -hmm. and for participation. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, and also they do raffles after the second and third to encourage people to stay for the third. They do raffles, just like random raffles of like an, uh, special promo Ooh. packs. It's like, hey, listen, you win 03, you come, you come out with 
an extra pack and, a, and maybe a promo pack from Rafa. Right. It's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. And that's Friday nights. The first four episodes uh, of at least what they planned uh, of their original. Like, there's a little mini arc oh. here. Fabi, thank you for showing me these. What did you think? Yeah! Like, even if we don't do any more, I'm glad I got to share these with you. I'm glad I got to talk to you about them. I'm glad I got to talk magic to you for... Uh, I haven't looked at the requirements. Say it's two and a half hours. No, just, just two, two hours. hours. We just broke the two-hour part. Okay, cool. Yeah. So... How, yeah. how shall we end this? Shall we do recommendations? Ooh, we used to do recommendations. Yeah, sure. I am going to recommend I... um, mm-hmm. this like tabletop gaming channel, specifically this one that got me really interested in playing Star Wars Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebels oh, vs. Yeah. Imperial Garrison. It... You should talk to Marie. She's been interested in Legion. You should send this to Marie or post I, it I will Flame post it in the Flame Wars. Uh... Yeah, F- Flame Wars is the, the chat with some of my partners. For people who might listen to this quarantining me. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Mini gaming. Listen, you come here, we'll find... We'll, there's a very cute girl in town who plays Legion. That, uh, I, if she wanted to teach me, I would definitely learn. You do know you can just say Marie's and, name. <laughs> Uh, sure. Uh, any any other recommendations uh, from you? Uh, I'm not gonna recommend Glass Onion because everyone's seen Glass Onion and it's really good. Everyone has seen Glass Onion. Uh, I think I am gonna recommend a seven no sorry a ten hour uh, video yes. about Harry Potter. Uh, In the year of our Lord, a brief 2023, look. you're recommending mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I'm recommending a brief look at Harry Potter, which is a very in-depth essay by Lily Simpson, who is a trans woman who makes YouTube videos. It's 10 hours long. She goes down detail by detail, not about the politics. Well, about the politics. Not about the politics of, of, of uh, Jackie Rowling, but about the internal structure of the world of Harry Potter and why it doesn't work, why it's not internally consistent, why it's morally reprehensible in a lot of points, and our heroes do things that we as people should be like, why do you think slavery yeah. is good? Why do you think racism is good? Why do you think exploitation yeah. is good? Um, I am seven and a half nice. hours in. I, I stopped. Yeah. I stopped because she recommends uh, you or me to go watch Misfits and Magic, the ah, twenty yes. Dimensions 20 show. So I went and did that. It's a really good show. It does a lot of the same points as this essay. Would recommend. I have finished it. I'll probably finish this essay after we're done with this. You call. know what? I am going to quickly mm-hmm. look up something. I, I started watching that video, but mm-hmm. it was a bit too... It was a bit it's too a Watsonian for me. Mm. But if you're looking for... 
something that's a bit more doyless, which is my preferred method of like that sort of analysis. Mm -hmm. I'd like to post, um, okay, Mm -hmm. to be fats, we need to talk about Dudley Dursey, Harry Potter and transphobia. Cool. And I think, I can't remember if Sean from Sean and Jen looked into this much yeah, Sean, uh, from a Watson, yeah. from a Doyle's perspective, but also that video. Yeah, the the Sean Beds mm. video is also good. I need to watch this Dursley one. Yeah. I haven't seen so, it. Uh, specifically, yeah, I, what... Like, I, enjoy, I, I, I was yeah. going to explain Watsonian voices Doyle-ist. So, sure. in the world of Sherlock Holmes, the main conceit is that the stories are all recounted fr- by John Watson. And the internal mm-hmm. logic of the world and how you analyse that is Watsonian. You analyse it from Watson's perspective. Mm-hmm. But from outside of that, it's also written by Arthur Conan Doyle. So if you're analysing it from like a metatextual point of view outside the world, mm-hmm. it's a Doyle's perspective. Like, from a Watsonian's perspective, yeah. um, Sherlock may not have realised that Irene Adler was good uh, because he was distracted by something, or he mm-hmm. uh, was employed. But from the Doyleist perspective, he didn't realise she was good uh, because he's a misogynist. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no. That, that's perfect. I, I'm yeah. glad you say that, because... This type of essay, the the 10-hour Watsonian essay, is the type of stuff I like, because I already know Harry oh, yeah. Potter's trash. Yeah. I, I already know Harry Potter's trash. I already know J.K. Rowling is a piece of shit. But I enjoy when someone goes deep into how a world works and its internal structures. And it's like, oh, and when the person says, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go in with you. I'm not going to fight. I'm going to use only the things you have made and I'm going to try to analyze how this world works that you made. I'm going to, I'm not bringing anything out of this than just what yeah. you showed me. And using that, I'm going to show you that this no, is all fucked. This does not make sense. That's incredibly valid. I, I've yeah. only just like pivoted towards preferring Doyleist interpretations recently mm-hmm. because... Yeah. I was really deep in the Harry Potter fandom, and I know all the, like, Watsonian mm-hmm. analysis of it pretty much by heart. Yeah. And it sucks. But a, yeah, a, sure. I, I yeah. find a Doyleist reading to be more, like, interesting at the moment. Like, especially in That's light fair. of I, I, J.K. Rowling and yeah. all the shit coming out about her. Yeah, I just enjoy... One of my favorite things uh, that Lily's doing in this video is, like, referencing the video games, referencing tweets, referencing random other stuff that's canon. Uh, but like, okay, are you just saying, you're just saying bullshit out of your hand. Yeah. Okay, sure. Let you, you said bullshit. Let's fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to the bank on it. What does this mean for the people who live in this world? Not to say I won't watch it ever, but like, just hearing you say it does bring an outside, like, at like outside book sources and stuff, and the video games, yeah. which are chronically uh, underutilized, but also heavily over- overutilized in canon. Yeah, she she brings up she brings up the wizards. The wi- 
Is it Wizards Unite? The Pokemon yes. Go one. Ooh, the Niantic one. Yeah. Uh, the villain in that uh, had some good Oh, points. are they Black Panthering uh, it? Uh, a little bit. So, the villain, and uh, spoilers, the villain of that game is like, hey, the secrecy, the Statue of Secrecy Act is bullshit. We need to get rid of it. We are hoarding power. We are so few people and we're hoarding power and life-saving, life-saving, uh, like, magic technology, but, like, life-saving resources that could help the whole planet. To help Extremely everyone, based. and we're hoarding cool. it. And then we're, and then when Harry and Hermione are like, "No, well, we can't do that, but we can do things incrementally, little by little." And then she's like, "When you became a minister, uh, Hermione, when you became head of the R office, Harry, you both said you would make Wolfbane potion free for anyone. They didn't fucking do that. You didn't." They're pieces of shit. And you're saying, you're saying, oh, there was too much pressure politically. We were unable. Progress is slow. And she's like, no, fuck you. I did. Is this perfect? What I'm doing, creating things in the world so that uh, muggles can like find out the magic is real. No, it's not perfect. Is it better than doing nothing? Yes, I believe it's better than doing nothing. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would recommend it at least for that because she brings that character and that story and those games a lot and it's worth, it's worth analyzing. 10 hours is a lot for a lot of people. I enjoy very long essays. I enjoy putting them in the background and doing other stuff and let them wash over me. This is perfect for that. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about washing over, I need to run to the restroom, so we should we, sh- we should finish, finish up. up so I can be found at what is cosplay on Twitter, and I haven't managed yeah. to get around to doing anything else. Uh, but yeah, to to doing anything else in uh, case Twitter dies again. Uh, but Fabby, where can we find you? I I did one and then I stopped. You can find me at Fabby underscore Garza on Twitter. You can find me in Nylon Playtest. Which is a podcast uh, where uh, it's like JoJo and Persona, but very, very, very much more queer. Uh, and I'm also in a bunch of other stuff like Demon Love and Hellfire, another very queer podcast about demons in Miami. And in case we ever do another one of these, I'm not promising a schedule. I'm not promising it when the next episode will come up. But if we do it, we will do episodes uh, 5 to 8, which are The Return, Grinding, Guild Fight, and The Masters. Oh, The Masters. The Masters. You can call me The Master. Uh, Guild Fight's very fun. I'm excited if we get to get there. That's one of my favorites. Uh, the Returns was also really fun. Has some of my favorite jokes. So I'm excited to get there. We're going to meet new characters. At least one. More than one. But at least one new that's going to stay with us till the end of the, the series. Cool. And with that, I think 
that's it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's always sunny and Ravnica. Go piss, um, girl. Visit, visit, visit your local guildmaster and go piss. Nib pissed. That's the name of a character from nice. Ravnica. Nib it. So it's like nib pit. Anyway, I'm stopping the recording now. <laughs>